2: I just was telling Dave and uh, Gil a story, and that, that story is written uh, near the area of Dobson and Baseline in the southwest corner. <laughs> 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 You're going to go there, huh? No, I just, I just, I just, I'm just teasing Gil. That's all I'm doing is teasing Gil. righty, right, four minutes after the 11 o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair. Dave's at 16th Street South of Indian School. Uh, He's been around a very long time, and Dave, uh, his family, his dad, Dennis, and I go back to the 60s and the 70s, and I started working at a gas station at Broadway and Priest in 1968 when gas was 26, 28, and 30, or 27, 29, and 31, and we had just got the mid-grade unleaded.
3: I remember when I was a kid. You know, if somebody put twenty dollars worth of gas in their car, that was like, wow, that's a big tank. Now it's like, oh, it's never under twenty. I filled up a semi the other
2: day, two hundred gallons at two dollars a gallon. Wow. That's so some I, serious yeah, money that's in serious money. But I mean, it, it does, it does. You know, it's running about eight miles a gallon, and I'm hauling some big equipment, some cattle and stuff. So no, it, I remember when we filled up a Volkswagen for three bucks, for three dollars. Yeah. So I mean, they had what eight-gallon gas tank in the front of those little Beetles, or eight or ten. So if you figure that we were at thirty cents a gallon, yeah. So that's three dollars. Gas was cheap back then. Uh, oh yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll reminisce at some other time. Let me tell you about Quality Transmission in Tempe, folks. When you apply to be on our best car repair shops list in Phoenix, then we uh, run you through the scrubber pretty tight transmission shops are especially difficult just because it's the skill level of the people and the owners that really makes the difference quality transmission you don't have to worry about the skill level i've already checked them out i know what they can do i know what they won't do i know that they give a nationwide warranty i know they've been around since nineteen seventy seven i know that they're a member of the automatic transmission rebuilders association and even though they only have one location that means you have a nationwide warranty because other guys in other cities will warranty the quality transmission repair if necessary so if you're in the east valley the only transmission shop in the east valley that i send my customers to is quality transmission on mcclintock north of university in tempe let's go to the phones john good morning to you how can i help you this morning
4: good morning mark uh well i uh, just had a question i got a 2002 chevy silverado d71 and um I've had this steering noise for the longest time, and it's getting to the point where uh, it's—I need to do something about it. And, uh I know they had a recall on these uh, on this particular year. Wait, wait um, a
2: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, we need to know more about the noise. Is the noise inside the truck or outside the truck? Both.
4: When I make a left but, turn.
2: Okay. When you make a left turn. Is the noise something rubbing that that's directly related to speed, or is it a screech, or what kind of a noise is it?
4: It sounds like a rubbing noise, like something you know, like maybe the it's out of grease or something. I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to really look into it, and I don't know if it was part of the recall that the uh, I took it back into the Chevy dealership, and they never did nothing about it. So, uh, but
2: well, we don't fix cars by recalls. Or technical no. service bulletins. I mean, you don't you don't you don't fix cars that way. You fix them based on symptoms. Um, does this noise come and go dependent on the weather? No. So it's there 100 percent of the time.
4: Now it is yes.
2: Okay. Is it possible that the tire is rubbing the inside fender liner on one side or the other? No. Okay. So when can you feel it in the steering wheel?
4: You can feel it a little bit.
2: Okay. And does it ever change?
4: Uh, yes. Sometimes it doesn't make it, and sometimes it just, gets, you know, it's really bad.
2: So, okay. Uh, is it—is it related to the power steering? Is it a hum or a howl that's created by the power steering pump?
4: No, it's not. I don't know if it's in the column, in the steering column, or... I've had a, a couple of gearboxes replaced on it, the steering gearbox, and uh, that did not fix the problem. Well,
5: if
3: you came into my shop, what I would have you do, the first thing I would have you do is drive with the technician around the block and you would point out the noise. That would be the place to start. and have, you can go into, you know, I don't, I don't know what shop you go to, but I would I, I would highly recommend that you go to a shop, have a technician get in the car with you and go around the block and listen to the noise.
2: He said, he, you know, he said it does it all the time. So right. So it's not an issue where, no, it's consistent. where it, yeah, you're not going to be able to duplicate it or it's not going to happen on the morning you go to the shop. Right. Um, so let me change the question here. Um, on a 1 to 10 scale, how hard is it to find a noise that the customer can demonstrate as he turns the steering wheel left and Right. On a 1 to 10 scale, with 10 being the most sophisticated repair and 1 being... It's, it's probably, I don't know, it's probably a 4 or 5, maybe 2, I, I, maybe, I, maybe I, not, you know, it's, it's under a 5. I mean, it's, oh, not, it's not super hard. This is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Is the two pieces of cowling rubbing together, you know, yeah. how, because of the weather? That's right. why I ask him in the weather. Is this a power steering noise? It's not a gearbox noise. When was the last time you replaced a gearbox because the steering made a noise when you turned it left and right? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Not on a Silverado. No. Maybe on a Ford, but not on a Silverado. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, Mark, the
5: the dealership did that. I don't care who
2: did did it.
6: it. I don't care who did
2: it. All right. Doesn't make any difference who did it. Yeah. Uh, it the fact yeah. of the matter is, is gearboxes don't make noise. No. They make play and they leak. Right. When we replace okay. them, when they make play and when they leak. But right. but this isn't this isn't that hard. You can't continue to guess because somebody's already spent more money guessing than it's going to ever cost to fix this thing. We in the change of seasons we run into at least five every year where they bring it in and we've got portion of the plastic steering column that turns, and right. a portion that's stationary, and what we end up doing is we end up we have this small points file that your dad probably has a couple of them, right. and we stick it in between those two pieces of plastic, and we just hog out the plastic, right. and we eliminate that. It's It could be a fan belt. It could be a power steering pump. It could be a bad bracket on the power steering pump. It could also be a bad ball joint, a lower ball joint or an upper ball joint or a tie rod end, something that's going to be exercised as he turns the steering wheel left to right. But if it's something on the front end of that truck, wouldn't we just have one guy turn the steering wheel and the other guy put his hand on all those joints? Right. You're talking, what, 10 minutes to track this down? Right, if it happens stationary. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. And even if it's not happen stationary, you take the kid that uh, has gave you trouble, you hang him off the front bumper, you duct tape his butt to the front bumper, and you have him watch while you drive down the road. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, you know, John, it's, it's, it's just not that hard. This is a, on a one-to-five scale. He's going to give you a four or five, and I'm going to say this is a number two. Um, I, uh, the other day, a guy brought a car in I'm from Maricopa, a really good guy, and he says, I've spent a lot of money trying to figure this problem out. So he took Louis for a drive, and God bless Louis. Louis is one of my best texts. Louis and Todd, and Scott, for that matter. But Louis gets Todd, and he says, "Come here, I can, I can duplicate this." And so Todd gets in, and he teaches him how to lubric- duplicate it. Louis lifts up the thing. Now, there's a core support that holds a radiator, and there's a fender, and there's a triangular bracket called the core bracket. Underneath the bracket is the battery. Somebody had just replaced the battery six months ago and neglected to tighten down the core support. So as you'd stop that bracket would go forward and backward. They took an air wrench, (laughs) ran the bolt down, it was stripped they put a nut on the back of it tightened it back up the car was fixed for 17 20 right. actually it was more than that cuz there was two technicians involved <laughs> so it was probably 40 bucks right? <laughs> and the guy goes $40 you guarantee it's fixed now, i guarantee it's fixed this my, you know why you can go drive your car if you want and if it's not fixed then just keep going because yeah, right. i'll walk away from the $40 i don't care right. and he came back inside and he just I, you know he he was he was grateful yeah. but this is something that he had he had people saying that it was the strut mount and it was this and it was that and it was just a matter of, of and louis said you know what he said he says i put my hand on the fender while he did he'd stop and go stop and go and as i'm as I worked down the fender and the hood I felt it right above the battery where the core support and the left front fender t-. he said I could feel clunk 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 and he said that was it. So, John, the fact of the matter is, is I don't know where you live, but if you take it to a really good shop, not on Monday morning or Friday night, because of obvious reasons, because we're kind of busy, yeah. but you say to them, would you allow me to borrow or pay for one of your technicians for five or ten minutes, and I'd like to take him and show him this noise, and then I'd like you to tell me what it is, and I'm happy to pay for your time. And if he said that to you, what would brackets would you tell him? As far as? At, uh, diagnostic time. You're going to rent my technician. Oh, uh, if, if if. I would
3: be happy to go around the block with them and and have the tech drive around the block with them and help and, and try to figure it out. And then if I had to put it on the rack and and write paper, it, yeah, it it'd go any go go any further than that. You're probably looking at right around sixty bucks.
2: Yeah, and 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 I would say the same thing. What happens is people will take your technician and bring him back in forty five minutes. Yeah, right? I know. That, that, we yeah. have to control that. Right. So if you got the technician for ten or fifteen minutes, that's free time. Right. Out the parking lot, that's no problem. We right. can do that. All righty, good luck to you, Johnny. Good luck to you, buddy. All righty, 602 I'm sorry, say that again, Gil. Mark is next. Why didn't you tell me that anybody with the name of Mark is is moves straight to the front of the line, Gil. Mark, go. Okay. All righty, Mark, go right ahead, sir.
5: Okay, thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a 2000 Tahoe with a 5.3 liter engine and I'm having a hard starting problem when it's cold. It started about nine months ago, and it just kind of seemed like it turned over a little bit slower until it finally got to the point where the first turn on the key wouldn't start it. Now That's where it is now. The first, first turn of the key won't start it. The second turn on the key will start it right up.
2: Okay, so, so when the first time you hit the key, is there any noise or is it just grunting?
5: Just uh. I haven't heard anything unusual. Just regular, like it's just trying to turn over, kind of like it was the battery or something. You know, I don't hear well, any other. Noise. Wait a minute!
2: No, 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 no. When you turn, when you first hit the key, I want to focus on when you first hit the key. Does mm-hmm. the spar- starter spin the motor in the no- at the normal speed? Yes, seems like it. And and yeah. what you're saying is, is that it, the cranking speed and the cranking sound. Is absolutely normal, whether it's the first or the second or the third. The problem is, mm-hmm. is at the very beginning when I hit the key, the cranking speed is the same. It doesn't catch. It doesn't start. Right. Okay. And it starts so right up a, the second time. I understand. I understand. Okay. So it's it's this is not a no start condition. This is a no run condition. There's okay. a big difference in my world. Okay, you stay right there. We're, him and I are going to sit here and talk about your Tahoe and talk about you. Um, no, we're not. I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. i got to take a break, and so when I come back, we're going to have an answer for you, okay? How many miles are on the Tahoe?
5: About 130,000.
2: And have you ever had a fuel pump done?
5: No. Fuel filter okay. only.
2: Okay, all right, we're going to talk about um, how you can narrow this down. We're going to give you some free advice, but you're going to have to wait about two and a half minutes for it, okay? Anybody else? 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. And if you name yourself as Mark, then you'll be first in the list no matter what. Or Dave. Or Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark <laughs> or Dave. You know what's going to happen is we're going to have everybody use Mark <laughs> or Dave. Yeah. All right, we'll be back right after this.
1: When the smartest audience in talk radio turns 960 The Patriot on every day, good things happen. Listeners are informed and entertained. Not only that, the economy is stimulated by the advertisers who use this radio station to reach our great listeners. If you run a business, please consider advertising it to people who share your same values and principles. The Patriot listener. Visit 960thepatriot.com or call Heath Garluzzo at 602-955-9600 today.
7: And I wrote this message.
8: Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a trained comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air.
9: So Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade and it was pretty cool. I was running down this like digital path and I met this digital frog and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost
6: real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit. And I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh,
9: that's, a uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, Unplugged. Getting closer to nature... Can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad
2: Council. Welcome back, everybody. Twenty minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. Mark Salem and Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, Sixteenth Street and in Indian School, just south of Indian School on Sixteenth Street. And I want to I want to clarify something with you, real quick, Dave. Mm-hmm. On a one to ten scale, I'm thinking. That uh, something very simple is a one, like uh, like an oil change kind of, okay. okay, as far as technicians are concerned, okay? I want to tell you that number two is replacing wiper blades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because we all struggle with that, yeah, okay. Number three is taking uh, replacing the battery. But number ten is taking a diesel engine out of a motor home. Okay, so that's kind of how I want you to kind of focus on that 1 to 10. Okay, We're going to be off a couple of numbers because we're individuals, but we'll go from there. All right, real quick, let me tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair. In Mesa, there's only one repair shop that's on our list in, in all of Mesa, and that's because Thompson's Auto Repair has been around since 1970, and Thompson's Auto Repair passed every single portion of our criteria with A's. Thompson's has been around a long time. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They're actually in the second or third generation of folks that have been working on cars. They have ASC certified technicians. They know what it means to tell you this is something that you can wait on, and this is something that you need to budget for, and this is something that you need to get fixed as soon as possible. They understand that. So if you're in Mesa and you're anywhere near Main Street, East of Stapley, then Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is the only shop Mark Salem says that you should go to. That's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. Okay, Mark, on your cold start on your Tahoe, we both agree that it's more than likely a fuel pump, and this is how you're going to check it. You with me? Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to turn the key to the on position and count to three, but you're not going to go to the start position or the crank position. Just turn the key on, one, two, three, off do it again key on one two, three off turn it off this time hit the key it'll start right up immediately. We've just primed the fuel system okay and so that's why the motor's starting and running here's the real question is the check valve bad in the fuel pump in the tank right. or is the fuel pressure regulator bad up underneath the hood because something is losing uh, pressure. We're losing okay. pressure. We're supposed to sit with 40 pounds of pressure all night long, and yours is going to zero. So the first time you hit the key, it's priming the system, and the second time you hit the key and it's starting up. I don't want to even do the crank on the first part. Just turn the key on, count to three, turn it off. Do that a couple times, and then if you hit this, this, the, the key and it fires right up, then we have a fuel starvation problem. Right Now we have to figure out if it's the check valve in the tank or if it's the fuel pressure regulator, or if it's an injector that's stuck open that's draining the gas at night. When you start the car, which side is the exhaust pipe on, the passenger or the driver's side?
5: Pretty sure it's on the
2: passenger. When you start that car up, I want you to get into the habit to stare at that exhaust pipe. And and as soon as it starts, give it a quick rev, just a... If there's black smoke coming out of that tailpipe, then that means it's a fuel pressure regulator or the injector leaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there is no black smoke coming out of that, then we've pretty much eliminated the fuel pressure regulator and the and the bad injector. Because, you see, as you park the car at nighttime and as we bleed um uh, fuel past those two items we're going to make the motor run rich so one mm-hmm. of this one or more of the cylinders is going to have a whole bunch of fuel in it well when you fire it up that fuel is going to come out of the tailpipe just for a minute or so as black smoke
5: seen it uh, so, seen it i just so i'm tracking with you
2: okay so so if you can walk into a shop and answer all the questions how much is he going to save himself in diagnostic time if he gives them that story. Oh yeah, it, th- that's invaluable. That's that's awesome.
3: When when you can get and get that information from a from a customer, it just helps you out so much. Half. Ha-
2: yeah. I mean, he's cutting half of the diagnosis. Now at this point, if he tells you, I got no black smoke. You, and you can quickly check the fuel pressure regulator. You can quickly check for a fuel injector, but you're going to go into the tank. Right. You're going to go into the tank, mm-hmm. and you're going to pinch off that return line, maybe let it sit all night long, and check to see if the morning the problem's gone. If the problem's gone, let just check valve in the tank, and we, we're done. We got it diagnosed. Yeah. So that's what I okay. would do if I were you, okay? Sounds great. All right, good luck to you. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Mark. You bet. Joe, good morning to you. How can we help you?
10: Well, my mom took uh, her car into a uh, shop and, to have the oil changed, and they were looking it up this thing and the other thing, and they noticed that there was some, uh, I guess, crankcase motor oil in in the uh, radiator. What would cause a thing like that?
2: Well, I need to look in the, in their eyes. Is the is the stuff inside the radiator? Is it dark chocolate? Is it a white milkshake or a strawberry milkshake?
10: Oh, Okay, I, that I do not know. Uh, it okay. was on a 2000 uh, Buick. More information, and I'm afraid I don't have too much more information than what I just told you. Um,
2: it's it's it could have, now let me ask you a question, Dave. Mm-hmm. Have you ever pulled a radiator cap off of a car and had some kind of an oil film on the top of it? Yes, is that something that just um, wads up your underwear kind of fierce, or do you just kind of scoop that out of there, clean the cap up, and put it back on? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah, depending on the circumstances of what you're dealing with. Okay. But if you pull the radiator cap off and you see the dirty vanilla milkshake, that's engine oil. Yeah. If you pull the cap off and you see the strawberry milkshake, that's transmission fluid. Transmission fluid, fluid, yeah. So that is a problem. We are seasoned enough to look and see the difference between a slight amount of oil on the cap. Right. If, I mean, if your mom has never used that place for an oil change before... Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a second opinion. I think she takes it to a a, a reputable garage, and uh, and she says to them, um, another shop said that I've got engine oil in my radiator. Would you be so kind as to let the engine cool off a little bit here? And then when you can safely remove the radiator cap, would you look inside and tell me what you think?
10: Okay, I will say this. It's one of your shops, and I believe they're probably right. Uh, The car doesn't miss or do anything like that. I'm just asking, uh, and there there may be too many to go into on the radio, but... uh, you know, in general or uh, in theory, what might a person be looking
2: at? Yeah, if if it's a Buick and if it's a GM product, it has mm-hmm. to be an intake gasket. Okay. okay. I mean, that's all it can be. Okay. Um, because that's the you know, well, or a timing cover. Well, yeah. all right, go ahead. Well, even even a radiator. Well, yeah, but how are we going to get engine oil into the cooling system? Well, if it's engine oil, I'm talking yeah. about if it's transmission. Control. Yeah, no, You're no, right. they yeah. they said it was, was definitely oil.
10: engine oil. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So it has to be the timing cover has corroded because we're running oil into the timing cover and out, so uh-huh. we've corroded one of those connections, and we've okay. got and and when the motor's running, the cooling system is under 14, 15 pounds of pressure. Right. But, in fact, the oil system is 30 or 40 pounds of pressure. Right. Mm, okay. So the oil is going to overcome the coolant. Okay. So we're going to have oil in the coolant, not coolant in the oil, until it shuts off. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have, because when we shut the engine off, that bad connection, we have no oil pressure, but we have 15 pounds of cooling pressure that's right. going to be sprayed in the oil. Right? Uh-huh. So now, So now we have water in the oil and oil in the water. Oh and okay. and and so we if you take the radiator or the oil filler cap off and you flip it over and there's the white chocolate I'm looking for wow. now we have a transfer of coolant both places. Okay. And and if that's the case it's either going to be the timing cover or the intake manifold and I would guess that the, that that 16-year-old Buick's probably got a bad co- it's got the corner of one of the intakes out of it and we're spraying water into the oil and then it, when it shuts off it comes the other way I'm guessing. That's Again, a guess. lot of intakes back in the day. Yeah. Okay. How much did did they give you an estimate for the repair or did they no, just bring it to you? No, patient?
10: they they haven't, um and they've always been very fair to her before and like I said, I'm I'm sure if they said it it's so and uh and she goes okay. there all the time. Um but okay. I just was curious. I mean I and I, I kinda of thought along the lines of you uh just went through that you know, if oil can get to water then water can get to oil and one's not oil. and I thought she might have a little puff of white smoke or you know, some steam or something when she first starts up
2: yeah, morning, but, but no, but you're you're sorry. confusing the combustion chamber. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep, so yep, we yep. have a combustion chamber, but we mm-hmm. don't... Now, if she had a head gasket leak in or right. if she had corroded the head gasket, then we're going to have water in the combustion chamber, which uh-huh. is going to come out of the tailpipe. Yeah, okay. But, no, but, okay,
10: gotcha.
2: So I think that if she has an oil leak, that she's probably going to have some dirty vanilla in the oil filler cap. When you take the cap off and turn it upside down, you're going to see that. Then you're going to see oil in the radiator. And then... Now, this is going to be an expensive repair because we, oh, you know what? we got to take a break. Okay. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. We'll finish our thoughts.
9: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
2: What if this was the summer where you didn't have to tiptoe around your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk because your feet are getting burned? What if you didn't have to put on shoes to walk to your car because your driveway was cool and safe for young children as well? Enviro Rubber Paving will stay cool through the hot Arizona summer. It's
12: affordable,
1: and there'll be no more burned feet. Call Enviro Rubber Paving at
2: 800-919-5945. That's 800-919-5945. Or go to EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is available in the future phoenix area
4: take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring place the new wax ring over the flange then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain next um dad uh yeah sweetie is that a old plumbing manual oh um yeah (laughs) yeah honey we really need to get some new books Right, um, do you want me to stop?
2: Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends.
4: Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and
1: crescent wrench.
4: (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad
3: today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov
4: brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Looking to see what's up next on The Hugh Hewitt Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour uh, of 11 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, just south of Indian School. Been around since Jesus was a baby. And Him and his dad, Dennis, and uh, it's a shop that I refer to on a regular basis, and if you live in that area or if you work in that area, you probably service the Central Avenue corridor, 7th Avenue to 7th Street. Absolutely, yes. Okay. We have a lot of customers downtown, too. Exactly. So you're probably running your shuttle up and back there uh, quite a few times? A lot, Okay, and uh, I would imagine so, because if you're in the Central Corridor, then you're doing that, so... Anyway, Joe, as far as your uh, car is concerned, we were talking about the diagnosis and stuff like that. That's not going to be an easy diagnosis to find out if it's the intake leak or you're going to use a bore scope. You're probably going to go into the valve covers. Um, You're going to hopefully, you you know, there's been times where we've um, uh, uh, guessed it's just a matter of I can't determine whether it's the intake or the timing cover. The intake, I think, is the odds are better than it's the intake because I do three or four or five intakes to every timing cover right so the problem is is that you can drain the oil and take the drain plug out Mm -hmm. you can put coolant in it you can pressurize the system and let's say that the cap holds 14 I'll take it to 16 so mm-hmm. I can get that leak-to-leak. Leak. Now all of a sudden i got coolant running out of the oil drain plug that I've opened up. That doesn't tell me whether it's from the timing cover or there or no. from the, the gaskets. So that, that's going to be kind of hard to track down. But, I, but I also the bad news is, as I was going to tell you, is you're going to have to replace all the hoses as well. Okay. So if you haven't done the hoses at, uh, at the mileage that you have, then the repair plus all the rubber hoses plus coolant and a good flush with some detergent, that, that's what's in your future.
10: Okie dokie. Thank
2: right, you very thank much. you very much. Bye. You bet. Felix, good morning to you. How can we help you?
6: Hey, Mark. This is Felix up here in Payson. I'm yes, wondering sir. what brand of uh, of battery for uh, my Tundra do you recommend that I can uh, buy up here in Payson that you get good luck with?
2: Felix works at the True Value store up in Payson. Okay. Felix is a, he's a former um, Microsoft programmer kind of guy. Okay. Okay and he has this Toyota Tundra that has 9 million miles on it <laughs> no, and i and, wish and then he he talks to me a lot about he's thinking about buying the wife a new car but they can't agree on whose car who's going to pick the new car okay. for the wife and and I have become kind of a marriage counselor for Felix, <laughs> and I I'm I'm doing my best to explain to Felix that he should not be picking the new car for his wife because he'll live with that decision for the rest of his life. Yeah, never good. Yeah, you know, it's just not it's not a good thing. But Felix, for whatever reason, is um is not he doesn't listen to me a lot. As far as the battery is concerned, let me tell you that 89. percent of all the batteries sold in the United States are made by the same company called right, Johnson, yeah, like Johnson Controls. Right, like Johnson
6: Controls or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it really doesn't make any difference. Um the yeah. other day my Bobcat was out in the in the pasture. I'm I'm auging some holes for the tree wells and uh and I, and it had a 31C battery, which is an industrial battery for a dealer uh, for a diesel. And uh, so I pulled it out, and I was up in, in Payson, and um, I called the three or four parts stores. And one of them was 109, one of them was 131, and one was 150. And so I went and got the cheapest one I could find because they all get made the same place. So now, I was wondering,
6: I've was i always liked batteries that you can use a hydrometer on and fill things up and, and check the condition of the battery. Is that a big deal today, or are steel batteries okay? You don't worry about that stuff.
2: Does, does, excuse me, just a minute, Felix, hold on just a minute. Does that sound like Fred Flintstone to you? Yes. Yes, that's He's it. a computer wizard. He's, he's a wizard in <laughs> computers. <laughs> Felix, there isn't any, we don't even own hydrometers anymore. Okay, yeah. okay. Felix, you have to kick Barney Rubble out of your house, but a sealed battery. Now, the sealed battery, let me explain, Felix. The sealed battery, as the liquid inside turns to a vapor, it goes up to the top of the battery where it's cooled, and then it rains back into the battery. Okay. So you don't have to worry about filling them. Buy yourself a maintenance-free. Do you agree? Absolutely. And a maintenance-free is going to keep those Toyota battery cables much cleaner. And I'm here to tell you that the positive cable on your Toyota Tundra is about $180. So it's important to keep that clean. And if you got a battery that had caps on it and was gassing, you'd be buying that cable. So the answer is a shop price, but find a a maintenance-free battery.
6: Okay, now one one last question. So my, my battery in my Tundra has been in there forever. Uh, and I looked at, at all the cells with the hydrometer, and, and they're, they're re- reading really good. When I went out this morning and I took the one off, and when I took the cap off, and the one, one cell was way, way down. I had to put in a whole bunch of water. Is that telling me that there's going to be imminent death on my, my old battery here? Should I buy a battery before this thing uh, craps out on me or not worry about it?
2: Well, you don't have the equipment necessary to really test it because we need to start with a battery that's twelve eight to thirteen. We need to load test it based on the draw on the on the on your Toyota, and so while you have a cell that seems to be consuming some liquid, um, if it stabilizes and it still starts your car, that's fine. But you also said that it's 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 been in there since a long time. A long time. And in rea- okay so felix most of the dave what's the average battery life you see in your customer base three years three years is mine too yeah so so you know it's it's up to you felix you're asking me to make a decision and then your wife's going to use your toyota she's going to go to the store and it's going to leave her stranded and you're going to throw my butt under the bus and so the answer is is i'm not playing that game
6: (laughs) (laughs) oh i was just wondering because like we're driving down here to the valley uh to see our son's surprise this coming week and again if if there's if I should just go and spend the the bucks, I'll just go do it. And no big deal. You know, plus we've got a well, AAA well, thing where they'll come out and put a new battery in your truck on site. So.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you gave me two options there. The first option is is once you drive your car down to Surprise, it's not the batteries are not going to leave you between Payson and Surprise. That's for sure. Okay. Number two, having somebody come out that has three whiskers and and diagnose that 99 times the battery's bad. And when when the battery that's in there might belong to me and it has a, a warranty on it, they take my battery out, sell you a new battery significantly more than I even sold you that one. Gotcha. And they send you on your way. I disagree with that whole hypothesis that that's something good for a customer. Right.
6: Well, um, yeah. They don't I, have this. I and here's the deal, Felix.
2: You can't test a battery that isn't fully charged. So if you, if you take a, a battery and you don't have the opportunity to charge it and you don't take a, stat, a static voltage reading at the very front side of it, then they're all going to fail. And is it any wonder that those portable battery guys sell a heck of a lot of batteries? Yes. And every shop owner I know that I've talked to about this issue over the last five years, they all have a tremendous amount of, of angst. About this whole thing Because they're taking a battery out That that still has warranty That lady would have come back here Had they played the game like it's supposed to I would have warranted that battery She would have started over again Or she would have right. been here Or still had two more years But in reality Then they've, they've shafted the customer Because they took out a battery that's under warranty Then they add their own battery in there And in fact if you can get your battery back Half the shop owners say the battery doesn't test bad It must have been dirty cables or something Right has that happened to you? Absolutely. and And if the testing procedure
3: is is done correctly for all batteries, not just somebody else's battery,
2: um, I'm, I'm, okay, okay, with I'm okay with it. Yeah, if it's done right, there is a yeah. procedure necessary. But anyway, I gotta go, Felix, thank you very much for calling. We'll be back right after this.
13: Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhaul transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA-approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the
7: road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right we welcome you to visit phoenix bodyworks anytime even if you just need a bottle of water a cup of coffee a snack or to use our wi-fi phoenix bodyworks offers free shuttle service or if you need a rental car don't sweat it enterprise is right next door at phxbodyworks.com i will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes my name is greg may and i wrote this message
12: Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you exploring the idea of sending your child to a private school next year? Hey, it's Seth Leibson with 960 The Patriot, and I want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have been able to do for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. Through our partnerships with 10 schools in the Valley, we are able to cover half of the cost of your child's first year of tuition. So the timing is perfect. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call us at 960-THE-PATRIOT at 602-955-9600 to see if that school is one of our 10 partners. If it is, we'll cover half the cost of your child's first year of tuition. It's that simple. This isn't a financial aid program. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call 960 The Patriot at 602-955-9600 to take advantage of our half-off tuition program at 602-955-9600.
9: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody, 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're done with this show every Saturday, 10 to 12. We're here talking about cars and car repair, and you're always welcome to join us. All you have to do is give us a call, 602-508-0960. There's one line available. David's going to be first, but let me tell you real quick about Action Auto Repair. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Action Auto Repair. They're located at I-17 in Deer Valley on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. It's a family-owned operation, been around since 1983. Tom and his staff are well-known for quality workmanship, excellent customer service, fast turnaround time, and that's important. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and that virtually ensures you're going to get the job done right. And they're going to want to help you as vehicle owners understand what they're doing and why. And they're going to take you out into the shop and show you some of the problems that they may see and then give you a timeline on when you should have those done. Because not everything needs to be done today. So if you live anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that you try Action Auto Repair, northwest corner of I-17. And Deer Valley, Dave, you're up next. Oh, wait a minute, Dave, hold on just one second. Dave sitting next to me from Martin's Auto. You, you had, so, you said something about checking batteries the same. I don't understand that.
3: Well, what I meant was that is, is, is there's a variety of different road services out there, and and one, of, we had a situation about a year ago where the customer came into me after she had been jump started three times, and they told her that the battery needed to be charged. Well. Um, it was one of their batteries, and so they went ahead and she brought it to me and she said there's something wrong and maybe she thought an alternator or whatever. We tested it, it had a, had a bad cell in the battery. Okay. So we, we we called the roadside and said hey you need to come out and change this and he said no it just needs to be charged. So the customer was taking it to California with their with their family. So I went ahead and stuck one of my batteries in there. She went to California. I put it on the charger all weekend. He, we called him back out on Monday and they said it's got a dead cell. Finally. And yeah. so then it got taken care of. But we've had customers where we put the battery in six months. They went somewhere left the lights on.
2: They come out and change the battery. So what? 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 I think what you're saying is, is if they if they ignore whose battery is in the car and Absolutely. they test them all to the same standards. That's what I'm saying. But you you reinforce what I what I've said all along is you can't test a battery that's in a state of discharge. Right. You have to charge it and then you can test it. Right. And that's what can't be done when that truck pulls up at your house. Right. And for them to condemn your, condemn your battery is a marketing strategy. And, the, and, and, and at best, you've got a 50-50 chance of them being right or wrong. Right, That's all there is to it. And if you have a battery of mine or yours or anybody else's, it could be Walmart, Sam's Club, it could be Price Club, whatever. If you got a battery with warranty and they take it out and sell you a new battery. And I'll tell you something else. If they sell you a new battery, you've just lost that warranty on that pre- previous battery and the credit related to that previous battery. Let, let me tell you, it, it it seems to me that that it, it has everything to do with what tag is on that battery. Yeah. It has everything that's to do. That's my problem. And, and and that's my problem as well. All right, let's go to David. David, good morning. How can we help you today?
10: I got a question about a 69 Mach 1 Mustang. Okay.
2: That,
10: that thing's been sitting forever and a day, and I decided to go ahead and put, put it back on the road. So. I changed the oil and checked everything else and then started up. Everything's great. And then after the third day of starting it, now it's a, it sounds like there's no oil to the top end of the motor, but my oil pressure gauge says I got plenty of oil pressure.
2: Well, that, that it can't be that way. So you, you can't have great oil pressure but then have a symptom that you says says that I don't have oil pressure.
10: Yeah, uh, because you it, can hear the, the rock arms and lifters. I don't know about lifters, but you can hear the rock arms chattering. up on top.
2: Okay, and, and it's got hydraulics or solids, or do you know?
10: Uh, hydraulic.
2: Okay. All right. I I don't I don't have an answer for you because it's kind of you say I've got symptoms that indicate low oil pressure, but then I have my gauge says it's great oil pressure. So I, I think you. Um, the other possibility is is. Um, I don't know what's going on on the other side. He must be working on his car. But yeah. um, the other possibility is is that you pull the valve cover, and, and perhaps maybe um, we've we've. Uh, Uh, we need uh, uh, some valve lash issues perhaps maybe we can have good oil pressure and we can have valve lash issues so maybe if they're hydraulic then we back them off a half a turn we bring them down to zero lash back them off another half a turn and go from there so maybe a valve adjustment is in your future you got any thoughts about that? No I I think you're right it doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah because there's there's a big deal between valve clatter and lifters I mean usually you can hear the difference between valve lash and then lifters, but um, if you have good oil pressure, then you're not going to have any cam oil pressure or crank oil pressure without having the same galley be pressurized for the lifters and the rockers and all that other kind of stuff. So maybe what you do is pull a valve cover on it, start it up, and look to see if you've got oil coming out of the push rod side of the rocker, which tells you clearly that you have oil being pumped into that area and through the lifter. And so then you'll, you'll, you'll know that it's a valve lash issue as opposed to an oil pressure problem. Because that's the real question. Is this valve lash or is this oil pressure? That's the issue. Good luck to you, David. Thank you very much. Uh, when it comes to, to, uh, to, to what do you do when uh, Paul Kettle walks in and tells you his son in Kansas wants you to do this kind of repair, is that a is that a struggle for you? Is that yeah. some
3: okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, it, it is a struggle. First thing that I want to do is I want to get on the phone with the son and figure out what what direction he's going and why we're doing it. Because right. I want to know why. I, I I get customers all the time that tell me. I had a guy call me up with a Ford Ranger the other day and wanted to replace his water pump on his car. And I says, Why are you doing that? He goes, I have a leak and it's running down uh, right below the water below the water pump. Well, I, I said chances are it's probably not the water pump. But there's a uh, there's a plastic thermostat housing yeah. on the top that leaks. Yeah. And uh, he said, really? I said, yeah. So he brought it down. Of course, it was a thermostat housing that was leaking. It was leaking down on top of the water pump. But that's that's when you call a shop and tell them what you want them to do, um, and they just do it, it usually ends badly.
2: Well, and and here's here's what I think. I think that each one of us the customer in the shop has a responsibility to pay for their own misdiagnosis. And what, what bothers me is is that when we do what we're told to do and it turns out bad, then we get blamed for their misdiagnosis. Yeah. We actually have a form now, and this doesn't happen very often, I bet we use two of these forms a month, but we actually have a form that says I am telling you how to fix my car. I'm assuming responsibility for it. I promise not to stop payment on the credit card. I promise not to stop payment on the the check. I accept full responsibility for the success of this repair. Um, I have or have not shared the symptoms with the shop. So it's kind of a a, you know, we had some lawyers draw this up for us just because that's what happens.
3: Absolutely. Um, I'll never forget this. 20 years ago, I was a young kid. and uh, this guy came in there, he was a lot older than me, and he said, uh, how much to replace this part? He had it in his hand. And I said, well, why are you doing it? And, I tried. and he goes, because I know more than you do, and uh, I know this is the problem with my car. check engine light was on and blah, blah, blah. So we went in and put the part in there. Five minutes after he drove out of my shop, he said, the check engine light's still on my car. And I said, absolutely. I said, it was your diagnosis, not mine. He goes, well, you're the professional. Mm-hmm. That's what he said to me. And I'm like, wow. I go, you know, and and I, in a way he was right. In a way, I I had I, I, I should have kept him from doing something stupid, but at the time I just listened to him, you know, and I, I learned something from that. It was a, it was a valuable lesson for me.
2: Well, you have to talk to him until you can't make any headway, right? And then you, you the only self preservation is you have to decline. Yeah. You remember the Chevy Monza with the V8. <laughs> Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. The starter paid six hours. Yeah. I mean, folks, it, it a lot of clutches don't pay six hours. Yeah. The starter was a monster to remove. A guy comes in and says, how much to replace the starter? And I said, tell me why. No. How much to replace the starter? Yeah. I said, okay. it's Back then, it was probably $80 an hour, so $400. He says, okay. He says, I'll bring it by tomorrow. He says, can I bring my own starter? And I said, under this condition, yes, you can. You're going to diagnose it if you want me to use your starter. So we put the, I said, you don't want to share with me your diagnosis? You don't want to share with me what you're trying to fix? I said, what happens if the flywheel's got teeth missing on it? And you're trying to fix it by putting a new starter on it. That's not going to fix the flywheel teeth. What? I, it, no, 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 it's it's okay. I got this. Okay, fine. So we put it in, and uh, it doesn't start when we're done. So we push it out into the parking lot, and he comes in, and He pays his bill and I walked out with him and I says, I got bad news for you, it doesn't start. And he says, why not? And I says, because you misdiagnosed it. And he says, well, did you diagnose it? And I said, yeah, I did. And he says, well, what's the matter with it? And I said, the clutch switch is bad. Wow. The clutch switch is $11. Yeah. And here's a clutch switch for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this switch for the $400 I just took of your money. But you're going to figure out where it goes and you're going to fix it yourself. Yeah. I says now as far as getting it running right now if you'll if I'll call the guys and we'll push you jump push start your car for you and you can drive it home. But this is called the clutch pedal safety switch. Does that kind of tell you where you might find this thing? Yeah. So, with the standard transmission folks, when you push the clutch in, we want you to push the clutch in before we let you start the car. So, the start wire goes through this switch to make sure you've pushed the clutch in, so you don't take off. So you don't take off. Right. So, it was an eleven-dollar switch that I probably would have replaced the switch and the labor and diagnosed it for fifty or sixty dollars. Say 50, 60 bucks, he went out the door. Exactly. And 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 those are those are what scare us, and 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 it's just a problem with bad diagnosis. I I tell folks on the radio, and I tell you, I tell everybody, I pay for my bad diagnosis, yep. but I'm not paying for yours. So and and and, and it's almost like we're going to tell you why to fix our car, and if it doesn't work, then I'm not going to pay you. I, I think that most people understand that that how how how. Un- how bad that is well there's good
3: relationships and there's bad relationships and when you get a customer coming through the door that doesn't want to give you any information they just want to tell you how to fix their car that in my opinion is a bad relationship
2: it might be something you want to pass on right, right. and and i i think that happens to me at least once a year once a year but that's not too bad considering that we probably do 20 or 30 cars a day once a year is okay kurtz automotive is not going to have that problem they're up at i-17 in bell they have ASE certified technicians kurtz been around a long time and kurtz wants to talk to you about your car and And if you want to discuss your car, Kurt will do that or Jeff or Eric will do that with you. That's what we do. And the same at Dave Martin's shop. He'll talk to you about your car. So it's a good idea if you have an idea in mind or have a repair in mind, it's a good idea just to stop by a shop and talk to them about it. Tell them what you're thinking. Tell them what the symptoms are. To Ask them if they agree about your repair. Those are the kinds of things that we're really interested in. But Kurtz is proud to be an independent, family-owned operation, with and he was a Better Business Bureau Ethics Award winner, winner in 2015. Since they opened their doors in 1987, Kurtz Auto has been working on domestic and import both gas and diesel, and he has ASE-certified technicians. That means your car is going to be diagnosed and repaired by well-trained and certified professionals. So, again, if you live near I-17 in Bell and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that Kurtz Auto Repair on the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell might be a place you want to stop by for your next oil change just to see how well you fit. So see if it's somebody that you like and see if they treat you nicely and stuff like that. Well. David, thanks very much for being with me. Dave's sitting here next to me for Martin's Auto Repair on South 16th Street, 16th Street and Indian School, just south. Thanks for spending your Saturday with me. Until next week, my email is mark at marksalem.com. If you have a question we didn't get to, just send me an email, mark at marksalem.com. The name of my shop is Salem Boys Auto. The name of his shop is Martin's Auto Repair, 16th Street, just south of Indian School. We'll see you next Saturday